1: See, si, senor, I would like the pollo ranchero,
0: por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just
1: let this <laughs> thing roll.
0: All right, welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. I'm Brian Chesco. Scott, Brian. Yeah. Major plans to be here this week. Yep. Last week, he was out gallivanting mm-hmm. in our nation's capital. This week, he uh, came down with an illness. Under the weather. And uh, it happens to everybody. And unfortunately, he won't be with us in person, in physical being, but he sent us his notes and points that he wanted us to cover. So we absolutely will respect that and try to do our best to cover everything that he would like us to cover.
1: I will try to read some of those notes with increasing Scott-like intensity.
0: Going
1: from normal tone to (laughs) shrieking. Perfect on on things about Manchester United.
0: Yes. Oh, that will be perfect. Manchester. Anything Manchester, I think yeah. would be appropriate at this point. Yes. All right. Well, listen, Brian. We are. Let's start this off real quick. Let's let's talk a, a hair of nonsense. You sent me a picture oh. of of two cans of uh, adult beverage. I sure did. And you said, "Get ready" or yeah. something. You Gear said, up. Gear up. Gear up. That's right gear up so I was pumped because I hadn't had this brew in a long time. And uh it's Australian. Mm-hmm. It's Foster's. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible accent here. No, it's good. Australian keep for keep beer. Australian. That's uh, Australian. <laughs> Austra- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Australian for beer. Foster's. So, Brian, as, as... I
1: well first of all, you should do, yeah, tonight's podcast sponsored by sponsored Enormous by Cans. Foster's. Enormous cans of Foster's, Australian size cans. Yes, the Australia, the twenty-five point four ounce can of Foster's. Can you imagine
0: a six pack that these might come in?
1: The reason why I walk past it in the grocery store aisle every time I go uh, in that aisle for wine or whatever, and I see those giant cans, it's always right next to like other stuff that I'm like, that seems like odd trash to be near Foster's because I think of Foster's as at least semi legitimate. Sure. But it's always next to like steel reserve and like the giant like it's not doing it any brown paper bag size bottles of Miller High Life. Right. And I always think like that's not that seems like not the right space for these enormous Fosters cans. Either way, as I'm learning on the can uh tonight, uh we which by the way is not just normal blue Fosters, this is Foster's
0: premium. I noticed this. Extra, extra curious about this. Foster's
1: premium, which is in a green can. Okay. But this Foster's here in the United States is actually brewed in the United States in Fort Worth, Texas. Interesting. Now
0: now I feel a little let down here.
1: Australian in name only. Okay. And also, uh, this Foster's, uh, premium Foster's apparently is Foster's Ale
0: with added caramel color. This is not, and I can see the added caramel. This is not a beer podcast. But as I was pouring it. This is good. It it definitely had the color of a bachelor party uh urination the following yeah, day yep, right like yep. you haven't had water in over 24 hours so that's kind of the color uh added caramel i uh, it's obvious it's got the added caramel so you just had your first sip uh to tell me about it i'm a, i'm going to have a sip i think it's i think it's
1: very smooth and easy and drinkable i'm i'm happy with this oh wow i don't think it's as good as the, it, the it's not as good as sapporo no however, it's somewhere
0: between a but i like it um a lager and like a brown ale. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah. It but it's not I would not put it in the brown ale no. category. I would not no. put it in it's a not, lager category. It, yeah, and it's not
1: that it's not as malty as a brown, but it's not as light as a yeah, as a light as a lighter It's its lager. own this it's is own its own thing. thing. This yeah. is its own thing.
0: I like it. Yeah. All right. I give it Good two job thumbs up,
1: Busters, even if it is Hey, I did notice
0: this thing. when we were pouring. You almost had an overspill and I was I was Cautious of that. We we were pouring into frosty mugs because yeah. that's really the only true way to enjoy oftentimes a beer is in yeah. a frosty uh, mug. Oh yeah, for sure. So as I did that, you gave me a little education. Well no, I just so I just said that I've I've
1: heard of it was Anheuser Busch for sure. A brewmaster at Anheuser Busch talked about some people want to try to avoid having any sort of Foam at the top, right? And, right. But you want he you want to have a healthy head. You, you real okay. So That's you want to have a healthy head. You don't want they, that is what that is what it was uh, said. This you can find that it's out there available. It's and simple. I guess maybe it helps it yeah.
0: breathe or helps something. Yeah, it cool helps happen. The, it's
1: something in the way that the the with the aeration you can see the bubbles. It's something okay. with the way the flavor is released. Healthy head when that happens. Healthy head more flavor. I
0: love it. All right. Note to self, uh, go for the healthy head.
1: Yeah, that's also uh, a lot of people should be a marriage slogan.
0: (laughs) Brian, let's dive into our podcast. Yeah, We're not even going to tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to dive into it.
1: Yeah. What? We are going to. We have to at least say what it is. we? Do we? I think we should say we're going to talk at least a little bit about what's happened so far in game week thirty-three.
0: Okay, well, sure. That's I feel like that's a little been, obvious, right?
1: There were some things that have happened so far in this game week that I feel like are worth talking about that might affect your thinking or oh strategy. Oh gosh, yeah,
0: there was there was shock results across the league. It seemed like
1: and. Uh, there And we now know, uh, we have a couple of things that we know for sure for Game Week 34, looking ahead. And I feel like that's uh, also something worth thinking about uh, because
0: it's, uh, well, it's the next game week. There's no doubt about it. And also, we're in the middle of a match week. This match yep. week is not over. Thank heavens, because I need the back end to save my week. It's, I'm not sure I got one scoring return. From any player in my fantasy team. Not that anyone cares about that team. But me. Yeah. But it was so far. Been a brutal week. As I am actually yeah. under the average. Wow. I have a lot of guys coming around. In the yeah. second match week. And I need them to kind of show up and carry. I got zero. Talking returns from anyone. No defensive return. Yeah, No offensive return from anyone who's played yet. And my captain didn't start his first match. He did sub in, and that, that was James Madison. That does not help so, you ever. No, it was brutal.
1: Yeah, it's a rough week so far for everybody. I think just the average uh, tells you all you need to know so far. But I feel like uh, depending on how your team's set up, you probably still have plenty of players yet to go. So we can we can talk through all of this stuff right this very second.
0: Brian, let's start with this. Yeah. Let's start with the fact that North London got destroyed by the southern coast of England they this sure past did. weekend. It was a Brighton Southampton smashing of North London. Yeah. Two clubs that that Arsenal's in a free fall at the moment. I'm freak. I'm like freaking out. Like what has happened? Games yeah. that are winnable games, and they. It seems like Arsenal's just throwing them away. Now they've had some key injuries. And they're not as deep, probably, as everyone thinks. Although maybe no one thinks it, actually. But they're, those inadequacies are showing themselves. Yeah. And, you know, Spurs kind of got shocked, too. Yeah. So, let's we'll start there. Spurs-Brighton, first match of the week. Yeah, just Saturday a- morning here in the U.S., Saturday at noon kickoff in the Motherland. Brighton won, Spurs zero. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, Brian, wanted to captain and or did captain Kane and or Yeah, and they got smoked.
1: Yeah, nothing like uh, talking yourself into ensuring that you have Kane and or son in your team and thinking about captaining them after what looked like an obviously good matchup only to get a complete blank from them. So not one person, uh, not even the defender gets to like, not even one gets subbed off early to bank a transfer. Like, Matt, right. that happened to Matt Loughton this week right? for Burnley. If you had him, for some reason, you lucked out. <laughs> not so with uh, Spurs. Uh, Brighton official, I'm sure plenty of people saw it, tweeted, uh, North London is ours with a side-eye emoji. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, which is hilarious, because I, I think they said it was an opt stat. I think that this is the first time that a team has beaten Spurs and Arsenal in back-to-back weekends since... I don't know. It's like ten years or something. Wow! It was like well, wow. twelve years or something. Either way, Spurs and Arsenal both managed to lose one nil this week this weekend. Like Scott said in in the notes, you know, it's a a fair question. Does anybody want fourth?
0: It doesn't seem like it. This is. The I su- mean, look. Are we gonna? And we'll get to United here in a second. But it's not like. I mean, United was playing relegated already at the beach. Who gives a crap? Norwich.
1: That's what I said. Spurs and Arsenal managed to lose to what we've been, you know, what I feel like a lot of people have felt felt like is at the beach, Brighton. Spurs, zero shots on target. Zero shots. Wow. After scoring the way they've been scoring, they manage zero shots on target. At least
0: least Arsenal scored a goal with one of their four shots on target. No, six shots on target. Uh, Arsenal, I'm looking at six shots on target. 23 shots total, 75% possession. Oh, Our, that was against Southampton. Southampton. Yeah. You were talking I'm about talking. Brighton. Yeah, I'm saying even gotcha, a, oh, the when the they played before, against Brighton, got you.
1: Brighton held Arsenal to
0: four shots on yes. target.
1: And it took an – I mean, Odegaard's goal was fantastic. Although Martinelli did score as you – Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Yes. There's a couple things that did happen there, though. I mean, it could have gone the other way for Spurs, depending on or it could have gone worse and or better for them, depending Jeez. on some decisions in there. But like Kulishevsky uh, swung an elbow at Kukorea uh, in the first half, got a yellow card for it. But he did. He missed. There was some intent there. Well, if he had hit not um, that I, not I, that anything been, happens with intent, right? It would have been a straight red. The t- the two things that happened for, for as on the Spurs side of this, one I don't think I, I mean does this I don't think this does anything for Brighton for anybody.
0: No, I I had mentioned if you're going to go with anyone a couple weeks ago, I think Scott echoed it. It was Trossard. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tout like I'm like oh you should have gone and got yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. I'm not gonna say that, but it's just cra- it this is just a crazy result. Yeah, Brighton owned Tottenham in every category. But clearances mm-hmm. and offsides. Tottenham yeah. had zero offsides. Tottenham had more clearances. It's just you look at the stat sheet. Brighton had more possession, five shots on target, twelve shots, more touches, more passes, more tackles. Yeah, and and it just is such a and this happened to Tottenham at home, right? Yeah, that's the worst part of it. It, it just is Which
1: Antonio Conte. He not to he didn't make any excuses at all. He just said flat out. They're well coached. They are. They have a great system. We didn't move the ball fast enough. Like we didn't do anything that we set out to do. Credit to them yeah. for disrupting us. Regalon comes back in, uh, starts as everyone expected with Emerson Royal on the other side. Uh, Regalon's past success rate was sixty-one and a half percent. That's terrible. Okay. Only one person was worse for Tottenham than that, Harry Kane. Weird. Un- unthinkable. 57.1% percent pass, pass success rate for
0: Kane. It sounds like to me Conte got outmanaged by Potter, well, possibly. Like, they, they and, and maybe they were, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and study the film, and God knows I don't have enough time in my life to do that. But if I did, my guess is they did something to disrupt Harry Kane dropping into the midfield and, and keep him honest. Well, he had no, sh- he had only one,
1: Pitiful shot, had no, had like 27 total touches. I think the stat. That's what I'm saying. They, I, think they the figured... stat, I think the stat this week was that he had the fewest touches of any outfield player who played 90 minutes. So he's, so this is like the opposite of what, like everything about Kane in this like Spurs resurgence, even in their up and down period, Kane was the one who was surging through the whole bit of it. It was like the one guy you could count on through the whole thing. And it had a lot to do with his volume. His volume was back up. Again. Yeah. Then what we get last week, we get three assist Kane. Right. This week, we get nothing Kane. And what's what is tough to evaluate is that some Spurs fans thought that maybe he rolled his ankle. That he definitely, well, he did roll his ankle in the game. And I think he might have gotten stepped on or had someone step weird on him at mm. one point. And the the question of like just we already know like that's one of the lucky things that we've had with Kane so far this season. Not no no, in, no injury, right? Like mindset issues and like dealing with the like the up and down of the Manchester City saga, right? But no injury, mm. so that's the one thing. Just that you know, kind of the 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 question of whether or not that's playing a mental game with him, knowing like if you know you, you're susceptible to injury in a place, it would be like the, the Danny Welbeck's hamstring. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're healthy, you're fit. Like, what, is it going to go again? And yeah. I think, you know, not like Kane. Kane isn't quite like that. But either way, I think that's just something that's – that's the one thing they don't need to end the season is a, a major injury like
0: that. This Saturday, they play – they're at, at Brentford. We have, have heard nothing, no news – of a Harris Kane. Conte said injury. even
1: after the match, cause everyone questioned, you know, the of course the question was, did, you know, did something happen to him? And Conte dismissed it. Okay. Well, we already know. I mean, we've said it a few weeks ago, and that's been pointed out. Antonio Conte saying, if Kane only has one leg, we need him to play. Right. So, but that, you know, that's not going to happen if he has an actual bad ankle. So gotcha. okay. either
0: way. All right. Well, Let's move on then to the other North London side, Arsenal. As they played in the 10 o'clock match, Arsenal watches Tottenham lose. You would think that this would energize them going into this match. And honestly, Arteta it, said the energy was high. It was. So in, in fairness to them, and look, I was, I was bummed. Arsenal, unlike the Spurs match, Arsenal dominated Southampton in every category but tackles and clearances. Southampton had 36 clearances. Yeah. 36 clearances, right? Tottenham in the Brighton match and Tottenham had less of the possession. Tottenham led the lead, led the match with 16 clearances. Southampton had 20 more. And they also led in tackles. Arsenal 75% possession, six shots on target, 23 shots, touches, passes, dominated. All that got you nothing. Yeah. I mean Southampton just they they
1: played a uh, one guy played, stood on his head.
0: Forrester. Foster, Forster, yeah. Foster, Foster, Forster. Astra, ben Foster,
1: Southampton, for plays for goalkeeper. For
0: Ben Foster plays for Watford. Yeah, Foster's for- beer is in our mug. Forrester was is goalkeeping. somebody who
1: chops trees. Fraser Forster,
0: that guy is, is like Southampton's like a, goalkeeper. I wonder, like he when he would come out and and get. Balls in the box, like and and he had honestly, I've seen I I probably seen him play a lot, a lot more than I probably realized. I've seen Frazier Forster play. Yeah, I've never seen him play like this. He plays best against uh, Arsenal. Of course he does. Of course.
1: Um, he won. He stopped Sokka and Martinelli from getting points with probably you know not just a great save, one of the saves of the week for sure. Yeah. So he. He's prevented another one. I think who do, who was it? Smith Rowe. I think it was after Smith Rowe came on. It was after had a, Smith Rowe came on. Had a on. great save on Smith Rowe. Um, just an absolute wall uh, in the match. You want? Can I give you? Can we do a, a amazing stat of the day? Yeah, for sure. This is not an Arsenal. It's not my Arsenal moment, but you can call it that if you want. It's the uh, segment we like to call the Arsenal Amazing Stat of the Day. (laughs) Per Opta, Arsenal had 23 shots, like you said uh, earlier, against Southampton. There have been 11 instances of a team having 20-plus shots but failing to score in a Premier League match this season. Three of those are Arsenal. Three times this season. Out of the 11 times that a team has had over 20 shots and not yeah. scored three of them, you always like to have about a 30% <laughs> rate of right. not scoring a goal when you
0: shoot over uh. 20
1: it's just not. It's just. It's like a, I, I just a, said,
0: a, In the words of Ted Lasso, it's the hope that kills us.
1: It's the. It's hard even to. I. I mean, I, it's not like the strategy moment of the podcast, but just to think, like, it's really hard to evaluate anything defensively this so far in the game week because the two teams that were like the most or the least likely to have a clean sheet are the two that got them right this week. Uh, it's Southampton. Do you know that they they had conceded. 15 goals in the previous five matches.
0: <laughs> like, what in the world? They why, get a clean sheet why here. Would it, why would they all of a sudden keep a yeah, clean sheet here? It
1: just doesn't make any sense. The way the Spurs were scoring and playing Brighton at home, and you just think, they're going to get one. They'll get one, won't they? And yeah. they didn't. They got zero. What's either.
0: fascinating about all of that, Brian, it, it, as this always revolves around me and my fantasy teams, yeah, is the fact that I have... Tino Levermento, I started. Right. I'm sorry about that. He subs on in like the 88th minute. Yeah. James Ward-Prowse plays. Yeah. Gets three points. Gets a clean sheet. But no, he gets no part of the goal. Che Adams doesn't play at all. Now, I'm hoping Che Adams doesn't play against Burnley (laughs) in (laughs) midweek because I have Dennis. Oh, yeah. Who Cause Kuko, Cho yeah, yeah. didn't play for Watford, so Dennis is in my number one bench spot with a eight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's you're in, you're I need in that tough... Che not to play. Che not to play. Need Che not to play.
1: Yeah, you're in that tough spot of: Do you want the guaranteed points, or do I want the chance of the guy doing something? I want the guaranteed points. Yeah. I totally agree. I feel like uh, Chelsea safely feels like safely in third, and. Uh, Spurs, I think, still in the in the driver's seat here. Okay. That's the that's the one part of this. It's not like that. It's not like losses. I mean, it hurts obviously. It Arsenal, hurts Arsenal more
0: their destiny. They have a game in hand. That game in hand is against Spurs. So that would be the, Like yeah, that that's a massive game
1: for fourth for sure.
0: And and so if Arsenal wins that game, yeah, then then they still technically would have a game in hand. Uh, as it just weird as it plays out but bottom line is they they still have an extra game so technically Arsenal still control their destiny but uh it's by the hair of my chinny chin chin right it is hardly at all before we blast on to the other does anyone want fourth question that Scott mentioned Mm -hmm. before we get to that other team does the Arsenal match or Tottenham match we'll just throw both of them in there together does it change your mind on what happened about anyone moving forward? Well, I think... Because I felt like Arsenal players were just unlucky, and the Spurs match I'm willing to just throw out because they were, their form was so ridiculously hot. I just don't know what happened here. So that's my take on it. What's yours? Well, just that, I i mean, we said
1: we were already nervous. I mean, it's not like we didn't say this last the last time we were here. Just that the party and... And Tierney injuries are bad for Arsenal. In this case, though, it's not the defense that was the problem. It was that they just couldn't manage to put one one goal past the goalkeeper. So, yeah, it takes a heroic effort from Forster, and just uh, and just it just you know, kind of boils down to luck. Like Arteta, I think the way Arteta said it was, you, you know, it's a match where you look at it and say. How the hell did we lose? Yeah. And but, then, but, and then but like, you look and, and it's like you, there's one stat that matters, and we were, we were, we lost in that stat 1 0. Yeah.
0: No, it's brutal. I, I also think, and I'll just chalk I, this up to Brian, they're still a young team. It, like they haven't figured out how to just win. It
1: changes right? my mind. It changes my mind on. And, and real quick, Lacazette did it, not play. Right. Lacazette out. I feel like this was, you know, I think the way, you know, you get in coming in, which you think, well, that's lively. Uh, it could be, but, but he's I had think,
0: chance after chance after chance, right? And I
1: think it's not working out. It might out have him. just
0: been a, more
1: of a disruption because then you're not. It just seems like the formula with the front players is is still developing. Now that saying he, it, kind of hinting that he's not going to be there next season, talking about going back to France. Just you know, the suggestion that basically once that he's gone this, this summer, yeah. Which, which, and it which, could be. which it's who's not, gonna, which, who's gonna, no, one, no, 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 one's gonna, no one's gonna be mad about no, And no, no, no one's gonna be mad about him leaving. And he, nobody's gonna, nobody's he, gonna say, no, please stay. We need your whatever you contribute.
0: He's, he's played like a champ for us. And he's always given it his all. And um, if he stays, I'm cool with that. Obviously, I think he would know about his adjusted role.
1: I thought for sure this week with Lacazette, as soon as the suggestion was that he was ill. Because they were, they were talking about personal reasons that he right. might not play. Okay, I thought for sure Martinelli's starting up top. I thought for sure they were going to play. That I'm, it would be, I'm surprised that it would be Odegaard, Sokka, Smithrow. I'm I'm shocked that it wasn't that.
0: Well, I I wonder, Brian, if next week it won't be. Yeah, just because Inketti is not getting it done. Smithrow didn't start this match. Right. So, and, and I think Arteta's like, why. Now, granted, he was coming off some sickness himself, mm. so I, you know, I don't know. I, I, maybe if he was fully fit, maybe that would have happened. I, I think Pepe should get some more playing time. Every time he comes in, he gets it. Anyways, let's move on.
1: I, that changes my mind. Like I'm, I like we said last week, I piled up on Arsenal. Yeah. So I have, I have Ben White, Sokka, and Martinelli.
0: Yeah. I was totally thrilled with that three weeks ago. And now it's and just, now it's, they've got three, they've three losses in a row. I blame you. <laughs> Minimum, I blame you.
1: yeah, you can blame me. Minimum, I would just say because there are other options that are cheap in defense. Ben White is an absolute liability. I, his price is nice, but to me, that's a, like talking about strategy, you know, we'll go into it more later. But I like I've, for me, it's cutting dead weight, and to me, he's dead weight. Yeah, upgrading him or downgrading him. Putting him down to somebody, like Ben Davis is the same price as him for Spurs. I'm just thinking, like, why wouldn't I go for that instead? He keeps playing, right? Who keeps playing, and like we said last week, shocking number of clean sheets for Spurs with some really good matchups coming up. So yeah. I, that's the thing. Like, I just, it's not, I, I just, that's the biggest thing for me. Sokka, Martinelli, Smithrow, all three were within, were within a hair of getting points here. They're within points. Sokka and Martinelli are within a, within a hair. Of an amazing Forster save for Martinelli assisting Sokka on like right. the ninth minute or whatever it right. was. It was like within the, op- the opening moments of the game. Yeah. And you're talking about a minimum of a like a like a guys that end up with with a, a two twos. You know, guys that could have had at minimum could have had ten. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. a huge swing in points. I still really like Martinelli. I think that it's ridiculous that he's five point three. I just think next, maybe next season, he'll be in a you know whatever price he is, he'll be underpriced, probably. But um, yeah, but absolutely. If you if you're like me and you've loaded up on Arsenal players, just continue it's, to it's f- feel you. bad. And
0: it and i um, it's just crazy. I do appreciate you put your money where your mouth is. And it, as an Arsenal, Our fan, captain Martinelli this week. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I like that. That's not a bad move. Yeah, It's just brutal how it played out. That is fantasy football. Moving on to the other team, Scott wants us to mention this. Battling for fourth, and that is Manchester United. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo gives a a hat trick. Uh, Brian, I don't even have to count the goals at this point. I know I've won the Ronaldo bet. (laughs) Got three here. Yeah. But, look, this is a team that goes up 2-0 on... Norwich, and you're like, okay, that's probably expected. Next thing you know, it's 2-2. Pookie scores. Again, Keeping I got a goal bet on that as well. Yep. Scott, just get ready. Get ready to concede all the bets to me. As the season goes on, Yeah, they keep coming my way. Pookie bet, 2.0, Brian. I think I'm going to end up on top of that. He is not yeah. slacking here at the end of the season. No, he is not. Next thing you know, the Norwich-Manchester United match is 2-2 and it's coming down the stretch and then in the 76th minute Ronaldo puts in his uh his third goal and they go on to win 3-2 but it's it's home against, Nor- against Norwich yeah it's not supposed to be close and Norwich had yeah Norwich had their chances yeah it's not supposed to be close I mean, stat-wise is possession 60 to 40 okay shots on target united 9 Norch four, yeah. They got half like Norch, You could argue did more with what they had than United did with what they had.
1: Yeah, this was the Ronaldo game entirely. Uh, just you know, eight eight shots. He had five on five shots on target by himself. More than I mean, he was tops so far this game week. Um, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was all Ronaldo. It, uh, he announced today. I mean, I this is you know not to. It's not for fantasy implications. Obviously, it's a horrible news. He announced he and his wife announced that one of their they were pregnant with twins. One of the twins uh, died. Oh no! So yeah, that's I didn't a, know that. Yeah, that's horrible. absolutely horrible. You would think uh, oh. athletes. I mean, you know how athletes are when when it comes to birth and pregnancy and stuff like that. So when it, you know when wives are you know when the, when the significant other is having a baby. Players respond differently all the time. Some of them will leave whatever match they're in if they find out their wife is in labor. They'll you know, it seems like they would leave wherever they are and just to go be there or they'll skip the match entirely. Others are like, "Nah, I'm playing through. Yeah. I'll see the baby when I'm done." And it just I just think with yeah. this, I would just hope for Ronaldo's sake that whatever it takes to be, you know, to be, you know, whatever he needs to do to be supportive for his for his wife is you know, and they, the most they've... important thing it's just obviously this is a that's a major life event for him you know i wouldn't say like oh you're not going to bring ronaldo and all the you know or something like that i'm just thinking i'm just saying like this is just something that he announced today and so i feel like it's major it's a I feel like that's a major thing so anyway that not to you know not to i don't want to make this all about that but still for manchester united they you know obviously they need him to do. They need him to. They need him yeah, to have a they, hat trick. Yeah, they, they need, need him it. to have a hat trick to to beat Norwich. So I just, I just feel like this is one of those moments of, it's just a tricky spot. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the outcome will be. I mean, obviously, you'd want to, you know, you'd want to pay attention. But like I said, hopefully for him, you know, this is a, you know, take care of yourself, man. Take yeah. care of yourself and take care of your family.
0: No, for sure. Um, he's got he's got six kids, and yeah. um, I think he's been with his significant other for a while, so that's cool. Hey, kudos to Ronaldo. Look, I've always been a Ronaldo over Messi guy. I'm not talking about how, you know, are they great teammates or, or this or that. I'm sure Messi's probably a better teammate. Ronaldo's the most clutch footballer I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I think he'd probably be one of the most clutch football players of all time. And it's also, it's always a Ronaldo, Messi, who's best. Ronaldo with this hat trick equaled the amount of hat tricks. He has the same amount of hat tricks before 30 years old and post 30 years old. Yeah. And that is quite a feat. That's amazing. And so, you know, kudos to him, regardless of what you think about Manchester United, uh, regardless of what you think about Ronaldo or Messi, or, or you know, if you're a Messi person Ronaldo person, just that's an amazing stat. So it yeah. is what it is at this point. Now, fantasy wise, Brian, are you going to have to get Ronaldo? Well, the, first, the so that I was going to say this week, like, I, does the Kane not scoring, Ronaldo scoring? That's not, I'm looking at the next three fixtures. I'm not interested in it, right? Like, so well, obviously the. They're playing Liverpool next. There's nothing you can do about that. The match week's already started, right? Right. So that is what it is. But then in match week 34, they do have a double, and they're at Arsenal, which honestly, what Arsenal team's going to show up? I mean, is it the Arsenal has lost three in a row? Or are they finally going to turn the corner here against United? And then they're home to Chelsea. Yeah. And I don't know what... Chelsea's got a lot of things going on. I don't know what Chelsea team you're going to get. I, I just... It doesn't. I wouldn't look to bring Ronaldo in for match week thirty four, even though there is a double. And I might eat those words, yeah. But I just don't have a, a fuzzy feeling about it. Yeah, I I think it's a
1: no matter what. I feel like he forced the he forced the conversation. Um, what to do with Kane? I mean, obviously, right now, Kane, uh, as far as transfers go, Kane is uh, proving to be highly toxic. I think for a lot of people's teams, he's the uh, number two most transferred out forward currently in the game week, which feels a bit knee-jerky. I would want to see... I mean, honestly, I would want to see almost like an injury before I would sell Kane that quickly. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine that that Kane out is obviously going to be popular. I think that's a popular move. I'm not already. knee-jerking
0: on that, by the way.
1: Yeah, I, I think... What it is? It straight to Ronaldo. I feel like there might be a different option if I was going to pick one. Uh, if I was going to move Kane, I would move to a different premium, and we can talk about that in a minute. Okay. But I wouldn't do that with. I don't know that I would necessarily do it. I mean, honestly, like I said, I feel like that's a serious personal matter for Ronaldo. So I just, I don't know. I I would, I want. I would want news. I mean, I, like I said, you hate in moments like this to turn it into it's not a yeah. it's not a fantasy discussion really, but still like yeah. he is he is gonna he's gonna play. He's still a professional. He still has to participate. So I think if you found out that he is playing for sure, I think one of the big strategies even for the from now until the end of the season, I think it would be how safe do you want to be? Are you chasing? I don't hate it. Because I feel like you know it's yes the double is not great Arsenal Chelsea, after Arsenal Chelsea, uh, Manchester United have Brentford and then they're at Brighton, so yeah you get him now. You know, you get two weeks, you get the you get two two matches in game week thirty four, and then you get Brentford and Brighton. Assuming he plays right, so that's why I'm saying I I just I feel like it's not it's not like with i mean with Kane the we've you know we said this whole time it's Kane and the ma- and the the matches are better it's like it's flipped on the front end you get Kane against Brentford next week home against Leicester his favorite opponent in a match where we've already said Leicester might be in the middle of significant rotation because game week thirty five, because 35, they're they
0: prioritizing Europa Conference. That'll we, be
1: conference. They'll be that'll be. This, we'll get to Leicester. The, that'll be between the two legs of the con, the Europa okay. Conference League right. semifinal. So Kane in thirty four and thirty five, good matchups, and then Spurs double in thirty six is at Liverpool, and then North London derby. Yeah. So you just say it's like not it's not a great double. It's, that's what I mean. It's this. It's like the opposite. If you you know Ronaldo is Ronaldo, and you know it's. Yeah, it's uh it's Arsenal and Chelsea. You know, who do you like who do you like better? I feel like yeah. your it right it might come down to strategy, it yeah. might come down to your your mini league or whatever whatever if whatever you're chasing. Mm. Um Kane's ownership is you know, it's over twenty five percent right now. But that might not be in your league. Yeah, it, may, it might your your his ownership might be a hundred percent in your mini league right. where Ronaldo had dipped even now Ronaldo, you know with even with a bump recently is up he's still not under he's still under twenty percent
0: wow, okay,
1: so it's just I, yep. I i I know that a lot of people were you know I'm sure if you were free hitting or whatever you probably i don't I don't know did you if I had a free hit
0: out have had him in there,
1: yeah, I wonder that that's what I mean I did not I, I feel like hit. if you free right. hit though you would still have tried to fit kane or son or both into your free hit and team. it would have got you nothing. Right, that's what I mean. So this week, this was a, a perfect example of how quickly the tables
0: can, uh, can turn. Around. For sure. Ryan, Burnley Football Club yep. fired their longest tenured manager yep. in Sean Dyche of 10 years. It seemed like that caught everybody off guard. It did. I don't think anyone, no media pundits, no one, not even the a boot attendant, Right knew <laughs> right. that this was happening. Uh-huh. Uh, Dice out. Sad. Some assistant in. If this was a professional podcast, I'd have that name sitting in front it's, of me. You
1: know who it is.
0: If only we could look that up. It's Mike, not that one. Mike Jackson. Not Carrick. Jackson. It's Mike Jackson, not Michael Jackson. Yes. Wouldn't that be something if Michael Jackson somehow was? <laughs> That that's crazy <laughs> Hey, Burnley, Brian uh-huh. shows up against West Ham. They sure and did. gets a result that no one saw coming. One one. Yep. Burnley Burnley had one shot on target. They scored it. Yep. Shoulda yeah. had should have had two goals. Vout, Brian. What the vout is going on. Vout. I finally sent Vout Veghorst out of my lineup because he did nothing. Mm-hmm. And now it's about time.
1: Can I tell you? A, uh, yeah, do like you know that. how angry I, 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 yeah, you're that making, made me. It made me angry that you said it's about time.
0: <laughs> did I steal that from you? No, you level? absolutely did not. I was but gonna. You loved I,
1: I was gonna. Yeah, I do. I was gonna tell you a story <laughs> that um, <laughs> after railing on my idiotic decision to to not only have but to keep Burnley players, uh, when I had I had the chance Last to send week. multiple players okay, yeah. out. I had two transfers this week. Okay, and so, as like indecision kept me all the way through to Friday night. Shocking. Okay, busyness kept me from looking at it at like awake time on Friday night, going into oh. really early so, Saturday morning. I was say
0: so now. This is early Saturday early morning, early
1: like after midnight Saturday. You know, come Friday night, going into Saturday morning, and the one move that I was like. I should have just done it, with two transfers. I should have just done it. I was gonna go Pope to Dubrovka. Okay. One, it's I like the matchups better. Two, it it gets me a dollar. It was Pope is five point four, and Dubrovka at that point was still four point four.
0: Okay.
1: That's a lot. That's a lot of money to make. And then, but
0: Dubrovka didn't get a clean sheet, so
1: right. I fell asleep. Phone in hand. Before you made phone in hand. And I woke, at, I woke up at 6.17 a.m. to find my lineup locked. I made no transfer this week. And
0: you lost one because you already had two. I already had two. Oh, so I made no transfer. Gosh. So I
1: essentially, yes, I lost a transfer by making none, which kept me with Valt and Pope on my, on my team in my lineup. I dodged the bullet by having, by <laughs> not making the move i have, how many points I, did valt get? He was worth eight unbelievable if I was going to move him, it was probably going to be for Saint Maximin. That was the move that wow. I was like, you know what Saint Maximin is gonna be playing against a uh they're playing at home against tired leg Lester, right, so I thought if I was gonna move val to somebody I want to have somebody who's playing twice, everyone was going to chris wood i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna Zig when everyone else is going to zag.
0: Unbelievable. And I
1: ended up not zigging or zagging.
0: So, even when you were sleeping, it still was about time. It was still about time. (laughs) Val is in my starting lineup. Well, you're not going to leave him this week, are you? Absolutely not. Okay. I might take a minus 12 this week. Okay. Wow. So, you definitely have two. You're thinking about, you might be making five transfers. But, honestly, in fairness, if you're setting yourself up for the double-double coming... Then it's just that that doesn't even almost matter, yeah. Because there's too many points to gain. Yeah,
1: basically, you know, I like I said, you know, it's more about dead weight. So to me, the the hard thing now is, I think the feeling with the Sean Deish firing, the 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 sentiment seemed to be this is the beginning of the end. Ben Me is going to be helping out as kind of like assistant caretaker manager. With, yeah, I mean, Ben, me. I was, not know this. Yeah, it was one of the names that was what? just said he's going to be kind of helping to make the team selection. I think there was. A, is this Roy Kent? Is this the Roy Kent play? A little bit. Okay. So then there was also the feeling of not only is this the beginning of the end for Burnley. Because they have, you know, the new Burnley management comes in and doesn't really know anything. I feel like there's something American about them. the new ownership. Is oh, that, gosh. I think Is that, this I real? I think that's true. I'm saying this on the microphone, and I don't know that you're going to edit this or not, If you, whether you do or not. Depends on how good we turn this into something. The feeling was the new ownership comes in and didn't really know, know much about what kind of what Sean Dyche matters to Burnley, to the city, to the, to the club. They see a run of bad results and, like, we basically thinking, like, we need to do something different. And, like, why now? Like, I f- the feeling was, I think, for a lot of people, not only was Sean Dyche the best manager for Burnley Football Club, even if they went down to the championship, what manager would be better for Burnley Football Club to get them back up again Correct. in the Championship than Sean Dyche? Yeah, no, for sure. So, I think the feeling was like this is this is all bad all the way around. Now you got to play against, You got to go to West Ham. You got to go play against a team that's like competing, has been competitive, a top six competitor all season, and they show up. They should have been up two nil. Cornet misses a penalty. Unbelievable, by the way. And a that horrible guy just... miss. Yeah. And, uh, and otherwise, like, a typically Cornet dynamic performance, like, uh, good enough to win himself a penalty. Wow. And uh, you could see the brief discussion. It was hilarious to see the brief discussion on the pitch between him and Jay Rodriguez. And Cornet basically just taking the ball and setting it down whatever. Jay kind of letting like, all right, man, go, go for it.
0: And... Missing it wide right. That's brutal. Not good. Brutal. My, uh, Brian, Michael James Jackson, an yep. en- English footballer. Yep. Uh who he's he was managing Burnley's under 23 team. Okay. So he's already familiar with a lot of the guys yep. on the club. So that's a, a easy caretaker role yep. there. Right? right. And so he and he's he'd played league football for Crew Alexandria, you know, Bury, Preston North and Tremere. Blackpool, Shrewsbury Town, so like he's he he's a he's been around. He knows yeah. things. Even if you were coming in
1: as caretaker manager with Burnley, what are you going to come in and what are you going to what are you going to disrupt? You've seen the players, right? But you, you already what, know. What
0: kind of massive changes right. are you going to make? Even I, on, I tell you what, I'd be like Cornet's not on pens, even on left and right, even if it's. Bardsley and lowton or
1: Eric Peters right. and 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 Charlie Taylor, like what difference does it make? The one guy who what? matters is the one in the tracksuit on the sideline, and that's Ben me. Right until he's fit, until he's and, not coaching, right, until he's not helping you make <laughs> right. lineup decisions right. and just going back out and playing. There's sure. no, you're not doing anything different. The one thing would be up front, and I think that was the fear was that Valt was going to get rotated. Yeah, that he just looked. Slow and that they were more dynamic with Jay Rodriguez up top, with uh, Vidra and trying to get Vidra more minutes. Yeah. And what happens? Of course, Valveg Horse scores scores a goal.
0: Just unbelievable.
1: So all all of that to say, this is way already. I feel like a, wait. I mean, it's it is it's, it's it's enough time to spend on Burnley. Sean Dice has earned this for podcasts. I feel that's like. fair. Just that in and also that West Ham like that's a reason why Burnley got promoted. In the first place. Great great matchup for West Ham that turns into a dud. Um great optostat Uh West Ham in the ten matches that they've played following a a match in the in the Euros, yeah. they've only won three. So oh. they are three uh two draws and five losses in ten matches uh in matches following a European. Yeah, that's match. bizarre. So also Where in the world, Michael Antonio? Who? Seriously, thirteen games, no goal for Michael Antonio. That guy, like, it was. I mean, he was tired fifteen weeks ago. Wow. And I just feel like that's uh, like at this point, I don't know what, I don't know what you're getting from him. Period.
0: I'm not owning him right now. You couldn't possibly. Um, West Ham's lost a little mojo. They're sort of at the beach at the moment. They know that they're probably not going to. I don't think they care about Europa conference. And I, I I don't know. I don't know what to think about West Ham at the moment. Well, they're
1: in the actual Europa League, though.
0: That's true. So I, the, I do, feel like that. OK, I feel like, so they're right. You're absolutely right. They do care about that. I don't, I'm not sure they care as much about their league performances as they do. Yeah, I think winning they, Europa League. That'd be a huge, huge yeah. trophy for them. That's massive.
1: And and this was another match where I mean if the the difference between Burnley winning and losing not more than you know not just a, a missed a Max Cornet penalty, Nick Pope was amazing in this game. Yeah. So Nick Pope again like another you know he had uh, one of the you know easily one of the saves of the week in this match. Uh, I wanted him to get six uh, to twelve saves. I yeah. was uh, hoping more for on the t- the side of like twelve saves. I was hoping uh, when the match started. Either way. Uh, Good result for Burnley. Yeah. And yep. I think especially in the face of everything that had just happened, like they yeah, we, you see with the statistics, you know, you get a a little bit of a tired West Ham team, uh, and they made the most of it. Could have really coulda won. Could have been up two nil. West Ham and uh, could have been up two in their, their quarterfinal
0: yeah. game a few days earlier. Uh now listen, keep this in mind because some people might might want to be going to Some of West Ham uh, players going into finishing out the season. West Ham has a semifinal match April 28th and then May 5th against the Frankfurt team who just knocked out Barcelona. So, like, that's not a slack of a team that they're playing. It's going to – and both teams, both Frankfurt and West Ham will be Will be prioritizing these matches,
1: yeah. And you know what, West Ham—like ha- we we'll, we have to get into Chelsea strategy at some point here. West Ham in Chelsea's double match week coming up, they go to Chelsea to play. Chelsea, Chelsea might hammer a them. Chelsea team that does not have European commitments anymore. No, doesn't have a uh, FA Cup final to worry about until uh, game week thirty-seven. So this is a Chelsea team that just needs to just needs to right. get clicking, right? Right. So yeah, I wonder about that because West Ham has West Ham will have the eye on their on the first leg of uh, of Frankfurt
0: coming up on the twenty sixth. W- we got a few minutes. Let's fly through the last couple matches here. I want to discuss next Newcastle Lesser. Yeah, couple things about this match. Number one, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a huge shock that Newcastle wins this match. No. But uh, We had
1: already said, we already knew, we said that a lot, like that a lot hinged last week on whether or not Leicester was going to advance in the Europa Conference League, which they came back to do. Which they did. And because it was James Madison that was instrumental in doing it, that is, uh, Madison was already a huge transfer in. But I think it, like, even bumped him up higher because he w- scored he, a he goal. He scored, for sure. Right. So, anyway, finish what you were saying.
0: No, I was just going to say, so, like, Going in, Leicester's coming off a a big kind of comeback win. I felt great about Leicester players. I mean, Newcastle's playing fine, but it's not like someone you want to avoid in any of your offensive or defensive matchups. They haven't been lighting the goal. They haven't been scoring at a record pace, and they haven't been stopping people from scoring. I'm just saying, like, Newcastle's fine. Like, Anyways, so you don't think that going into that match, you need to completely focus on the fact that Lester might really struggle. But then all of a sudden, the lineups come out. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Where's Harvey Barnes? Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's James Madison? Yeah. I'm. What? I am
1: honestly shocked that they were both benched. Like, that to me, especially after Barnes played, you know, a half – in the Europa Conference League match, I'm shocked that he didn't start. But the worst case scenario for Harvey Barnes happened in this match. Who scored the Leicester goal? Adamola Lookman. Yeah. So to me, Madison was essential. We already said last week Harvey Barnes had dropped off. His form was a huge dip. So he subs on here, and he and Madison can't. Get the job done, no. despite subbing on late. They'll still rotate. I still think he's too important. He's been too good this season overall.
0: For this match week, it doesn't but, matter for me because I've already captain. Right, Madison. that's exactly it. And yeah, Lester also has a double double in yeah. thirty six and thirty seven. So I'll probably try to add one more Lester player going into it. Are just you really? The sheer numbers. Mm-hmm. I might James Who? Justin. I might bring James. Okay. Justin in. Okay. So j- just because of sheer numbers and like I don't know, it, it might be. I, the one guy like, I could easily bring James Justin in for Livermento. The one, yeah, the I can moment, see that. The right? one
1: guy that I feel like I would, I'm seriously debating, just because he's still he's still way like way cheaper is
0: Schmeichel. Okay.
1: Just that to me, he's the most stable. As long as he's not injured, Schmeichel's going to be there
0: in the double double. And
1: obviously, you're right. Right. No, no one's not. And in 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 between. You know it's home against Villa. I absolutely. It's, you know it's what? It's at Tottenham. Yeah, and then the double double. So, so I still
0: c- have to make a goalkeeper move, and I probably will do that. For I will bring Schmeichel in.
1: Yeah, I, to me, I like this week, but you know, this week already, if you brought him in, which a million people did, you're already sad. You're you know already you 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 concede two to Newcastle, right? right. And now Rural. you got to go to Everton, and. Who's fighting harder than Everton? Can, like, can they keep a clean sheet I against mean, Everton? Absolutely, they can. Everton is still terrible. However, I just, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I that's the one thing about Leicester. That's why I feel like the it really we you got to worst case scenario with Leicester. They they are playing twice from now on. The we we looked at the schedule for Leicester. The you know you the, said the, this last week. This is you know now they're in the uh. uh a two leg semi right against Roma right in the Europa conference. League. Not a slack team either. No, that's what I mean. So they're gonna have their eye on that and it's between the, the Villa and Spurs. It's it's sandwiched between the Villa and Spurs matches. Yeah. Like, I think everyone already was assuming rotation for Leicester as it is. But now you got those matches that's the ones that really matter. Yeah. I, I just to me I, I do not like it. I don't like having any of them. I already didn't like having Daniel Amarty. but he's going to. I mean, he might be their league center back. Johnny Evans might be the the Europa guy. Wow! In the important match, and they might play. They might start Amarty and Soyanchu
0: in the league. In the league, it's crazy. All right, Brian. Now, the Newcastle player who was the man of the match that absolutely led Newcastle in scoring in yeah. this game Yeah, is a player that has, I think I got his first name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think I got uh-huh. his first name. His second Mo- name most I folks do not do. know, uh-huh. and I need you to help me to say, as I already have a hard enough time saying my own name, uh-huh. as simple as it is, I need you to help me say this player's name. Yeah, the triumphant return
1: of... uh uh, this segment we like to call "How to Say Yes." How to Say with Brian J. I will introduce it myself. <laughs> okay. uh, can we have, can we have music for this? Oh, David,
0: God, you're always so demanding.
1: Yeah, sure. As I'm sure usual, we can find something. As usual, David, the only song I want to hear while we do this segment, and in <laughs> fact, the only music I want to listen to at all right is now is it
0: from Encanto.
1: Is L.A.'s own spectacular oh, group right. Cannons?
0: Cannons. Uh,
1: Particularly awesome. their album Fever Dream, which was just out a couple weeks ago. Cannon's Fever Dream. It's one of the only. This pieces. is a real it's group. All, yes, it's a real group, and man, it is like a dream. However, <laughs> okay. since sure. I don't want to associate my dreams with this idiotic segment, <laughs> okay. I want you instead to play the single version of Finesse by Bruno Mars featuring Cardi B. Maybe this will be the song that finally gets us banned by the SEC. <laughs> This week's how to say David sure. uh, makes us say okay. uh, this, it makes us say what Wolves management says every transfer window more portuguese <laughs> okay good good not that there's anything wrong with that this brazilian midfielder i know it's more like for sure
0: it is yeah.
1: brazilian midfielder made everyone who picked jacob ramsey or anthony gordon or martinelli or fred or especially uh, yeah, bruno on, fernandez on and,
0: on and on and on
1: makes everyone who picked those people feel like a complete idiot because this bruno actually did something that is worth talking about amazing Uh, The now record signing for Newcastle. He was linked with a bunch of clubs, as most really talented players are, coming out of Lyon. He was linked to a bunch of places prior to signing with Newcastle. None more prominent as the transfer window was closing, however, in January, Dave, than your Gunners. Of course. But why would my team be able to do something smart? Because they don't have big billionaire oil money.
0: I guess not.
1: Bruno, as we've said, uh, his first name is easy. Dave, you're right. You do have it. His surname, however, has a good bit going on. But the drama with his name is at the
0: end of the name. Right. His, the end of his name is a little... A little
1: mm, like No a, one wants to see a vowel with a tilde on it. The the little s- squiggle there. Right. Well, nobody is, wants it, thought, a. Vowel. Is it an enye? No. It's no. Not an that's it's what I mean. Squiggle. That's why the it's tilde a is a. Yeah. If it's on an n, you know what you're doing with it. On a vowel? No. I. I yeah, got Yeah. I don't want to see that. Yeah. But there's one right there on that it's last day. It just means that there's a slight vocal vocalization of that vowel on those vowels. Slight there.
0: vocalization. Yeah,
1: so it's not just you're not just skipping right over that letter. Then on top of that, in Portuguese, I would love of someone who can speak Portuguese. I know someone who speaks Portuguese. As do I. The, to confirm this, but when the at the, when the letter S is at the end of a word or a name or a word in Portuguese, it's not a it's not an it's S, not, it's, S, that it's that a sh. It's a sh S H really? sound. Which means that feels your Newcastle midfielder that's making lots of folks rethink all of their game week thirty three decisions is none other than Bru- Bruno Guimaraes. Guimaraes? Guimaraes? yeah,
0: Gimar, Gimar, a-ish. aish, yeah, you get because it because you got to hit the A because of the tilde. but but if you're a softer I, E, I end. don't
1: speak Portuguese. Anyone who's fluent is going to, like the vowels, everything with vowels is yep. different in, in for non-English speakers. It's what makes, and, and things change so fast. It's just what makes him, Gamarish is going to be the easy way to just say it. And
0: Gmarish. most people
1: are just going to probably say Bruno Gamarish.
0: That's, that's going to be that's wrong. That's not right. I wonder what the NBC pronunciation guide's going to say. All
1: I know is Bruno G went I like this. Bruno G he went crazy this week. The tough thing with him is, look, there was plenty of discussion about him because he had been good. He was good, but I would say not great. Just well, I, I think I, I, well, I, I, on, I what,
0: eye-catching performances when he since was he's at Lyon. So yeah. from 20, 2020 to 2022, he's at Lyon, big club in France. Yeah. And Brian, he had 56 appearances over three years, had three goals. Right. He's had 11 appearance, appearances with Newcastle and he's got three goals. Yeah. So,
1: holy. Just looking at his like, stats. Like he, I just,
0: like, is your point being like, is this sustainable? I just mean,
1: he, he, people who knew about him would just say, like, he's a quality player. Newcastle wouldn't sign a player of this quality if not for the money. I think that's the general feeling with He with, was signed for him. 40 million pounds. I don't feel like that's but i think the feeling is for someone for newcastle he's not the kind of player that newcastle would normally be able okay. to get because it's because a, of a, the... guys of that quality tend not to go to teams unless there's something happening
0: got you okay and
1: he's bought
0: in yeah
1: hit from early early days he's saying hey i like the vision of what the ownership wants to do here yeah. they're talking about like Competing for Champions League spots. And I think Newcastle can do that. That's how he's talking. That's wow. how he came in talking wow. here. Since he started this, like, more or less starting since game week 28. That's when he kind of came into the lineup more more permanently. 12 shots, which is fine. Sadio Mane and Mason Mount have 12 shots okay. since game week 28. Six shots on target, which is fourth best for midfielders but he has just 14 touches in the opposition box. So it's not like it's like he's in there all the time. Everybody talked about like, I think the feeling was he was more defensive in terms of midfield. That seems to be not the case. Right. Either way, the, the thing that was said about him, just his eye, like his eye for spaces and just being able to navigate into spaces, knowing when to make the break into the box, knowing when to make those runs. And it, all happened for him
0: here, wow,
1: perfect storm, and he uh scores twice wow, and I think right away you look at the you look at the price and you say he's four point nine and then you look and you're like, oh he's less than one percent selected right now, and then you look at Newcastle's schedule next week and you're like oh that's useful, I can play him next week, but then the three weeks after that are you playing him? Are right. you playing bruno g in game weeks thirty 30- four Five, thirty-six, and 37 probably don't love it you don't love it but you but i think you look at it and you just say i at that price i'm well, kind of happy to I, you i'm probably happy to this, bench him
0: you probably said this a minute ago and i wasn't listening his price is four nine four nine yes so assuming obviously that he keeps playing I'm yeah. gonna keep my eye on him as an enabler, especially if someone's free hitting a wild card. I, I
1: didn't say. I mean, I didn't say Dewsbury. You know, Dewsbury Hall. That's another guy from Leicester. That you know, he's you know, he's still well under five. So that's. I just think that you know, you you now have a handful of enabler types. That's fair. Uh, Anthony Gordon. I, I mean, I said a, I said his name in there, but look at what Everton's got coming up. I I don't feel like that's a crazy choice. I feel like Everton. I I know that's exactly it. But at that at that price, what are you expecting? No, for sure. So anyway, Brian. So Bruno G, huge game for Newcastle, and huge win for Newcastle.
0: Awesome return for how to say it's been a while. Guimaraes, 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 Guimaraes. I love that, Brian. Let's move on to last thing we need to cover. And I and we do not need to be here long. It's Watford Brentford. And Brentford, I guess I shouldn't be shocked here. They beat Watford two one. Yep. Fantasy wise for me, Dennis. I did not start him. Was my first player on the bench. I did know thanks to you, you letting me know that Kuko was hurt. So yep. Dennis is probably going to come back to where he was. And so you're and you are exactly right. And what do you know? He shows up and he scores now. For the for Brentford, and this is why I want to bring this up. Brentford Brian has won four out of five. Uh-huh. You could argue they are the one of the four top hottest teams in the league at the moment. Yeah. There's nothing not to like about Brentford. Now, in this game, you didn't get the returns from guys you had been getting returns from. Right. Christian Norgard, Pontius
1: Pontus Jansen yep.
0: with assists from Ager and then Eriksson. If you started yeah. Ericsson, which a lot of people probably did. Erickson gets an assist. Yeah. So you got something from Erickson. Now, all that to say, Ivan Tony Christian Erickson, probably the number one and two guys yeah. from Brentford's team that going forward. How do you have either one of those in your team? I do not. Are with you, are the, you the, thinking about Andor and Waymo? No,
1: with no plan to get anyone from Brentford, I think if I was going to pick one, I might. I might – prefer the stability in the midfield of Christian
0: Eriksen. Okay. I just feel like there's What is... about Mbaye? Eriksen said a 5-6. Yeah, I just feel like
1: the I just I'm not I don't know. I mean, I just I mean, maybe this is why I'm going to lose, but I just am not interested even for Tony, I'm just not interested in it. I I don't know how I would make it work. I just not a it pri- just feel like it's not a priority transfer and I and it's one of those things that I like, even now, transfers in for the game week, Tony's still third so yeah. far. I mean, I get it for the price, but I'm looking even now. Like, I went to Mateta. I, like, Mateta was a transfer for me weeks ago. The other one that I would look at first, I mean, for especially at forward, is the guy who's number one in transfers in right now, who we already said, is Pookie. 5.9? And like we said last wow. week, you know what you're getting with him. Yeah. You know exactly what he does, you know exactly what they need from him at Norwich, and he's delivering right now. Yeah. So and at forward, the forward position, and the other the other guy long term, you know, I, I would think on and the lower level, the mid to lower level price point is Ollie Watkins. Or or I would say Aston Villa forward, depending on how things shake out, Got just you. because of the volume of okay. matches that Villa have yeah. going forward. But either way, yeah, I just – to me, I don't know. I just – I'm just not – Embuemo and Erickson are kind of the same. I just feel like there are so many other midfielders okay. that I would want to prioritize. Fair enough. I just, but – I, I that, wanted to bring them up. Maybe that's, maybe that's why. Maybe somebody looks at that and is like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to take the
0: – Watford's one. Who's won. more informed than Brentford right no. now? Almost nobody. I so almost said informed. Watford's one. Brentford. Has won four out of five. So.
1: Hey, how much longer for Roy Hodgson? Do you, wanna, do, I mean, you, gonna finish, you want to... He's going to finish... Watford's
0: going to finish the season out with him.
1: Well, You want to lose useless stat, though?
0: Yeah, sure. First, I thought, I first, love useless stats.
1: First manager to lose his first five matches in charge of a club since QPR manager Chris Ramsey in 2015. Watford throws their managers away like, like... Bad garbage.
0: For sure, sh- that is fact.
1: I can't imagine. What do you think
0: City's gonna do to them this next week?
1: I mean, I don't.
0: Is I don't City know. gonna just totally thrash. Is the Bruin them? playing, bro? I is, don't know. I don't know if the Bruin's playing. On did the... did the stitches come out of the Bruin's foot? Because if the Brune
1: plays, then I would say they smash. If the Brune doesn't play, then I don't know. All right, man. It's... They still probably do just fine, but man. What a different team, Manchester City with and without
0: De Bruyne. Brian, I have not made any transfers yet this week. Yeah. Uh, By the way, there's also match. There's games to come. We obviously, it's impossible to talk about them. I want to talk about planning for next week. You had briefly talked about earlier. You had kind of thrown out into the ethos. Uh You might take a minus twelve, and we all know that you're sitting on two transfers already, as you had at six seventeen a.m. Wake up! Yeah. as you fell asleep with oh, phone that in hand and didn't make transfers. You know what I had?
1: You, I had? I had a, a. You didn't have a. The foster's. phone fell out of my hand and landed on the floor and woke me up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like it fell, and I was like, <laughs> "What <laughs> happens?" Was that? Happens to me way more than I hate it that. should. Uh, Anyways, so I'm with you. All right, and, uh, give me quickly, briefly, give me your thoughts on transfers. I have one. I'm not sure exactly where I'm going. If I don't know exactly where I'm going, then I am not gonna feel pressure to have to make a, ch- a so, move this.
1: Game week, week thirty four coming up, I feel like is is uh it's no doubles. Yes, there are. There are doubles. There are three things to consider here. Okay. Double United, double Chelsea, and some fantastic single good on paper game weeks for this for some okay. for some top teams. All right. So we already went we talked a lot about Manchester United. I to me I would just think there's Ronaldo and then there's some smattering of everyone else that plays for Manchester United. I don't hate the move, honestly. I don't hate the move. If if you're going from Kane to Ronaldo, if you get confirmation that Ronaldo is in a mentally healthy place and is going to participate in Manchester United normally in their match normally coming up, you know, I don't hate the move to go from Kane to Ronaldo. I feel like it's a I feel like that's a completely okay. justified move. Bruno to me is too expensive. Like, uh, that would have been one of my moves this week was to figure out how to get Bruno Fernandez in. And I would have captained him. Mm. You know how that would have turned out? Not good. The same way everything else would have turned out for me this week, which is not okay. good. Hey, another enabler on the low end there is Alanga. Got the, oh. got one of the assists this
0: week interesting okay uh
1: a good you know, I think he's one of the guys in a double, like you just you've seen his energy, he seems to be pretty safe, I think you know it's it's uh rashford's summon in Sancho's got the other side locked down to me it's a it's an Alanga spot over there, that's not a horrible idea. okay Jaden Sancho's off the boil, but I don't you know you you want a long shot guy, no, yeah, that's what I mean, so no. to me, it's Ronaldo and everybody. maybe tell us as long as Luke Shaw's up but so you're not doing okay. it this week. Chelsea plays what like we just said Chelsea plays home to West Ham and then they're at Manchester United. By the way, after that for Chelsea at Everton in game week 35.
0: Okay. There
1: are lots of options. I just think the whole thing with Chelsea is who do you trust? Is it Havertz or Mount for me? So, like I, if I would I'm going to make a move. The guy I teased way earlier was who's on a run here? Timo Werner. He's, uh, in he's in everybody's – he's in a discussion. I think everybody's going to – Are, I are think,
0: you serious?
1: Yes, I'm, yes, I'm serious. Look, uh, in the last four matches, first of all, he started the last four, that which already I would just think, when would that ever happen? Maybe there's some risk of poss- like possibility of him getting 65 minutes. But that's a lot of guys, all right? And, that's, and a lot of guys that are Timo Werner don't play for Chelsea. Among other forwards, since in the last four matches, he's sixth among forwards for shots. He's sixth for shots on target. He's fifth for shots in the box, and he's got four big chances. He's but got, Brian,
0: he's only got.
1: I'm just saying all those
0: stats. He's only had one good game, and that was the 6-0 drubbing. At Southampton. He
1: scored twice against Southampton. He scored one of the goals against Real Madrid. And okay. he scored against Palace in the
0: FA Cup semi
1: here. All right. So it's other. So, com- saying, so we're
0: considering other competitions. I'm just saying that Timo is on okay. a run.
1: Like, this is not like... Yeah, finishing, is he great? We haven't seen it yet. It, he might be terrible. And he might be uh, gone next year for all we know. I'm just saying he's 8.6. Yeah. You want to make some money and you want to take a, a shot on a guy who's got... Right now, like we just saw against Southampton, who's got 15 point capability as a forward, like it's not insane. Yeah, Havertz to me would be the guy. Like I just feel like Havertz in the midfield, he's still at a price point that's manageable. Look, look, five goals in the last six games that he's played. Yeah, only Son has more than that. He's played six games and has five has five goals. More goals than a lot of guys who have played in like seven, eight, nine, or 10 games. Do you know what I mean? He's been fantastic. Only Salah and Son are beating him for shots, uh, shots on target. He's this is accuracy, man. 11 of his 16 shots that he's taken have been on target. Th- that, ki- like, I feel like he is playing at that level right now. He's been very clinical. So sixteen shots isn't a huge volume, but he's putting them where they belong, and okay. he's getting them in good bl- in good places, and oh, that and you know who's going to help that? This is just going to be hard. You know to who's stomach, helping that? Like Reese James being in the lineup more consistently and attacking Marcus Alonso. All right. So anyway. Mason Mount, we you saw what he could do. What did he do? I think he had the. Did he have the best game in the midfield against Southampton? I think he. I think his was the bi, the big game. Did he score two and have an assist? I think. I'm not sure. Either way, I think if only there was a way. Yeah, he scored 19, two goals and an assist with played 68 minutes and had all three bonus points. The thing with Mason Mount that would have made me nervous was that he wasn't going to get the minutes, and then you look at the last five matches and he started. And played the majority of the minutes in all of them. In fact, for Mount, since game week 22, he's played in every all but one match, and he's played 62 minutes in at least in every other match for him. I don't think that that's another one. He's I feel like he's because of what he offers. He's a safe pick. Mount or Havertz? I want I want Havertz more. Me, I want Havertz, but I understand why you would pick Mount. Okay. That could
0: be a simple money. Is Chalaba game. ever going to start again?
1: I don't know. I feel like in defense, it's it's Rudiger, James, Alonzo, and then if you want to roll the dice on one of the other guys, you do it. But to okay. me, I don't know how they don't play Reese every game until the FA Cup final because they need Reese playing. Yeah, They need okay. him out there. He has to play. So Chelsea... Rudiger probably is going to play... And I don't know who else other than Alonzo is going to play on the left. I feel like that's another i feel like marcus alonzo yeah i i i, I uh, he's obviously he's extremely
0: really?
1: yeah, what did Alonzo do against Southampton what every Chelsea player did against Southampton He did really good, so it might just be for safety of of player and starts. Your top 3 transfers in. Look play? at defender, look at defender transfers in for the week so far. Top 3: reese James, Antonio Rudiger, Marcus Alonso in that order. There more people are transferring in Alonso than than Cancelo. So, I get that's a money thing, but Alonso, I I it's just I'm not sure how you want to prioritize, but no matter what, you get a double for Chelsea this week. You get a good matchup against Everton in the week after that, and there's not really much else for them to focus on other than like getting ready for the one trophy they can win now. So, uh, to me, their main players are going to play; they need them to to be out there. If, I don't think you take chances on Polisic. You if don't. Po- take if
0: Polisic starts, would he take minutes from Mount or Havertz? Neither. Really, I don't think he takes okay. from either of It'd those. It'd be Werner.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's. I feel like he's just a, a, a attacking striker. attacking option. Okay, because they've used him on both sides prior to this. He's better on the left, but they've used him in both places. Okay. All right. So
0: I just, to me, I wouldn't. I right. just, I wouldn't. United. Go for Anyone you want to bring in for this double?
1: No, we were, other talking, than we were talking about.
0: No, them. not even not Fernandez. No. Okay. Uh, any, any, anything else? Who else has a double? Nobody else double this week, but good on
1: paper. Manchester, You already said Manchester City plays home to Watford. That's crazy. Liverpool plays home to Everton. Who's not? Are, are we back on Salah captain this week? Uh, I don't own him, so I don't know. Tottenham plays. Well, that's what I mean. But Liverpool plays home to Everton. I know. Spurs are at Brentford. So I love that's, a Spurs captain. That's a fun game.
0: Spurs captain. Is Newcastle,
1: probably. we just said, like not lighting the world on fire, but they play at Norwich. And then uh, a very good Crystal Palace team plays home to Leeds this week. So Leeds has been better. We said they, defensively they've been better. But they're a good. I think, Zaha again, could be interesting. Zaha to me, it's going to be hard for me not to bring in yeah. Zaha.
0: In, in your minus twelve, your five transfers you're going to make, Zaha's going to be incredible. Wolf Zaha
1: is six point you, is six point eight, and love, Harvey Barnes is six point five. You love yourself, Zaha. I love Zaha. He, uh, I don't like. I don't want to throw expect uh, goal involvements in into this. For I sure. love expected everything. Every sure. this podcast loves expected goal involvement. Yes, we do. Nobody has been better in the last five or six game weeks for expected goal involvement than Wolf Zaha. Okay, and you already know he's going to take penalties. He's going to win penalties, and he's uh, he's locked in.
0: Awesome. Ryan, we uh, we kind of smashed through some things. I love it. Uh, I think we did a great job. I think Scott would be happy with the job we have done. Uh, Scott, we hope that you get better from your illness, and we'll be able to join us next week for the FP America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.